this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Luke 6, or Luke chapter 9, verse 62. But Jesus said to them, and I'm, I'm only going to read this last verse. I don't like to do this, but I'm trying to get somewhere real quick. But Jesus said to him, No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, what he's talking about here, guys, is when I live for the kingdom of God, it, it, it means that I've got to give him my undivided attention. It demands my undivided attention because half-hearted discipleship, guys, it eliminates us from God's maximum use. So what he's telling us here is when you begin to serve the, the things of God, don't look back. Don't look back to your old life. Don't look back and say, oh, I wish I was there. Oh, no, that's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. How many of you have ever tried to drive your car looking through the rearview mirror? I don't advise it. Why? Because you're going to hit something. It's the same with the kingdom of God. He's saying, look, looking unto Jesus, the author. Keep looking forward. Now, in this verse right here, in my Bible, where it says, uh, is, is fit for the kingdom of God, there's a cross-reference right there. That cross-reference takes me to 2 Timothy 4. Go there with me. And this, this is leading to something, and, and maybe you'll see kind of how I got here to this through the Scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse number, oh, let's start in verse number 9. It says, Be diligent to come to me quickly. One translation says, make every effort or do your best to come to me quickly. This should be my heart on a daily basis. i got to hang out with Father God on a daily basis. i got to do my best to get in His presence. i got to do my best to get in His Word. Something happens to us when we hang out with God. Verse 10. For Demas has forsaken or has deserted me, Having loved this present world and has departed. Now, if you notice here, guys, this guy named Demas, he ran around with Luke. And what begins to happen here is he, he was a believer, but I, be, I believe he started looking back at the things of the world. And because of that, he deserted the things of God for this present world. And so when I read this, guys, many times what happens to us is we get caught up with the temporal. We get caught up with, with right now, with the things of this world. And just like in Demas's life, it's the same with me and you. Every day, there's a tug-of-war going on. And you know what the tug-of-war is? It's within me. The things of the kingdom of God are pulling me and saying, come over here, come over here. But on this side, the things of this present world are tugging. And many of us feel that on a daily basis. You feel the world tugging on you. You know who's going to win? The one that you give your time and your heart to. And so don't think this guy named Demas is any different than me and you. So when I look right here at this, that he departed for the things of this present world, this is cross-referenced. And guess where this cross-references is? 
1 John chapter 2, so go to 1 John chapter 2, and as we're turning to 1 John 2, if you've been here for the last month, this has been our main text scripture that we've used over and over and over again. So what happens with the Bible here? Because if you'll just start following cross-reference, it'll show you different analogies within the Bible itself. Can I depart like Demas? I can. If I do not stay full of God and I keep my eyes off this thing of the world because there's a pull on us. 1 John 2 verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, we're charged not to love the world or the things in the world. Why? The message sums it up best for me. The message says, because the love of the world will squeeze out the love of the Father. That's how it can happen to every one of us. And remember, we've talked now for the last month or so that when it talks about the world, it's talking about the evil that's operating in this world under the dominion of Satan. Once again, he will use anything he can to try to pull you away from God. Keep reading, and look what he defines the world as. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh or the cravings of the flesh, the lust or the cravings of the eye, and the pride of life. And is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now you see some things right here that define the makeup of this place we call the world. The physical pleasures, the lust of the eyes, or the cravings of the eyes. And then the last one, and I want you to really look at this, because this is where we're going tonight. It says, and the pride of life. The pride of life is a result of my achievements and my possessions. Now think about that, guys. Many times in our life, if we're not careful, we make the achievements that we've gotten or the possessions that we have as our idols. It's very easy for people to say, look at me. Look at all my credentials. Look at all the things that I have. Now, when we begin to allow the pride of life to dominate us, guys, we get into a huge amount of trouble because in 1 Peter 5, the Lord said through Peter, he said, God graces the humble, but he resists the proud. So when we get over and we start having this mentality about ourselves, I'm so smart. I'm so much better than everybody else because... I've got a title. Look where I live. Look what I got. Well, read the next verse in this. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it are passing away. What does that mean? You know what? Every one of our titles, our achievements, our possessions, they're not going to heaven. Heaven doesn't need them. This may be a huge insight for you. But I've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Not one time, and I've done a lot of funerals. Not one time. And so God's not telling us to live on this earth and not be successful. He's not saying that. But what he is telling us 
is many times when we start allowing possessions to dominate us, what does it ultimately say? I've got to have more. 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 And so this becomes the warning in here. And so as I begin to look at this, do I trade the kingdom benefits, the kingdom blessings for quick fixes? And our culture, guys, whether we want to admit this or not, is insistent on immediate gratification. Guess what our society is now known as? We are known as the microwave generation. Got a problem? Just zap it. Throw it in the microwave. And so what's happened to us, guys, even with these things called the pride of life, man, we are, we are after quick fixes. We're after of these things over and over and over. And so our motto has begun to be, if it feels good, do it. It's my life, and I can do whatever I want. But listen, is that not true? Yeah, it's true. But there's a cost for every one of our decisions. Every decision we make, there's a cost. And that cost will either be to the kingdom benefits or the temporal, the now. I want it right now. Now look with me, and I'm only going to read one verse in Genesis 3. Go with me to the book of Genesis 3. I believe in saying this, guys. Every one of us in here, we've got to quit settling for now. Because the Bible references folks who failed because of their short-term decisions. They said, now. i got to have it now. i got to have it now. i got to have it now. Genesis 3, verse 1. This is the only verse I'm going to read in here. Now the serpent was more cunning, crafty, or shrewd than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Now, this was a suggestion here, guys, that he made. But when he made this suggestion, guys, this question was, was overly stated. If you'll note there, he said, You shall not eat of every tree? God never said that. What did God say of that one tree? And so what the devil tries to do with me and you is a thing called suggestion. And he will tell you, just like he did Eve, it's okay. You can eat it. There won't be any consequences for that. And so guess what? She took the bait. And so when I look at this, it's almost as if the devil said, Did God really say that? Did God really say that? Now think about this in our lives. We we have this thought because of the devil. Did God really say, don't have sex before marriage? Did God really say, love your enemies when you should really kill them? Did God really say, forgive when they've wronged you? How about this one? Did God really say tithe when you got a bunch of issues or needs or wants? And so when I begin to look at this, guys, every one of us in this room, at one time or another, we've all reached out and grabbed some unforbidden fruit. And just like in Eve's life, it cost us more than we could ever imagine. Do you think if Eve would have known what that one quick fix decision Would it cost her, you think, she'd ever done it? No. No. Now, I can take you back to another man in the Bible who was a tremendous man of God, was King David. One night, he's strolling around on his balcony, and he sees this woman bathing 
Be careful, little eyes, what you see. And guess what? He said, I want that now. That short term, that quick fix mentality, guys, he would have never thought that it would have led to adultery. It would have led to him ultimately having to kill Bathsheba's husband or have him killed. And on top of that, the baby that was born through all that died. So you look in the mirror of life. If David would have known that one quick, uh, quick fixed decision would end that, he would have never done it. But what happens with the pride of life, guys, is we start saying, I want it now. I want it. i got to have it now. i got to have it now. Luke 15, back into the New Testament. See, in, in saying this, this, this now mentality has become a, a pull of the enemy. I, I believe it's of the world so strong right now. It, it's increasing. We've got to have it now. I've got to have it now. I've got to have it now. I've got to have it now. Now, when we go to Luke 15, this is the passage of what is re- referenced as the prodigal son. Luke 15, begin with me in verse 11. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Give me. Give me, give me, give me. Almost a sense of entitlement. Give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them to his livelihood. Now, I was reading a book the other day, and it started using the different analogies between the society we live in and people that lived in the Great Depression. I kind of look at it in this passage right here. People that grew up in the Great Depression, it said that they had to get into their, a, a place into their life where they conserved, they saved, and they planned. But us now in this microwave generation, you know what our thought is? It's like the prodigal son. We borrow, we charge, and we try to leverage our way to a better lifestyle. Just like this son right here, he said, I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. And so ultimately what I'm talking about is we live for the moment. Anytime I've lived for the moment, it's caused pain. Anytime I've had a quick, fixed, short-term decision, it's caused pain. Pain in my own life, pain to my parents, and pain to my wife. This is a result of saying, I'm going to live for the moment. Now, keep reading here with me because just like this prodigal son here, he justifies it. We try to justify it. Verse uh, 12, "And and the younger of them said to his father, give me the portion of good that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood, and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there he wasted his possessions with prodigal or wasteful living. And when I read this, you know what ultimately is telling me? He didn't wait for the appointed time. He was very undisciplined. You know what he's saying? I want it now. I want it now. How can that look for me and you? Well, I think at times in our life, what if you had an opportunity to get a promotion at work? Would you break an ethical standard to get that promotion right now? 
Would you lie to get that promotion right now? What about, let's just say that um, you, you went to the mall and you found a pair of shoes or maybe an iPhone and you didn't have the money to get it, so you went ahead and charged it because you said, I want it now. now. I can say that because probably every one of us in here have done that before. Where I said, now, now, well, see, this is exactly what the prodigal son was doing. I want it now, I want it now, I want it now. This craving for things now. I don't want to wait. You know, in Proverbs 22, it says, The borrower is a servant to the lender. What happens when we start doing this in our society? The reason I'm talking about even this is I believe our society right now is, is maxed out in debt. Look at our nation. And everything is saying, let's, let's take it right now. Let's take it right now. Keep reading. But when he had spent all, there arose severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. He began to be in need. One translation said, he began to fall behind. And so do I trade the ultimate God's blessing for what I call the expendable, a typical physical appetite or selfish desire? Because listen, the world offers this over and over and over. Over and over, just like through Eve. I want it now. I got to have it. You think about this. Many times when we get the craving for food and we say we're hungry, what do we do? I want it now. Many times when people get lonely, they say, I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. I want it now. Many times we think that we've got to have a certain thing in our life because that thing will make us happy and I've got to have it now. Probably every one of us in here have dealt with something like that, maybe lately. And so ultimately, guys, what happens here with the prodigal son is, thank God, he comes back. He comes back to his father. But what took place here, guys, is the world will substitute the blessings of the kingdom for a counterfeit. And I believe this is one of the strongest tricks of the devil. I've had my, my life leveraged at times where I was so maxed out in debt. And I begin to understand, you know what that is? That is modern day bondage or slavery. Where you're bound to that stuff. And a lot of it has taken place because of the pride of life. We want possessions. We want things. i got to have them. i got to have them right now. It amazes me when the latest iPhone comes out. I'm, I'm pretty illiterate on that stuff. But when it comes out, you'll see people pitching tents lined up out the door. And some of you say, Pastor, that's me. All the way around buildings waiting to get in there. Now my thought on that is, that's now. I, I got to have it now. But I wonder how many of those people have the money to do it. Or how many of those people are just going to say, I'm going to live for the moment. You know, I, I remember years ago, I had to come to a place in my life where I had to tell my kids, we're not going to do that. And it wasn't real popular. And they would say, we want to go here, we want to do... Uh-uh. 
we, we don't have the money to do that right now. And you know what? As a parent, that's not always fun or easy. But I did understand this. In order for me to get out of debt and not live for the moment, somebody's got to make a stand. And so now I begin to look at things and say, you know what? If it means me waiting, then I'm going to wait. The kingdom of God is more important to me than this. So what do I do? Well, look with me real quick into Proverbs chapter 14, and I want to give you two verses. What do I do here? Proverbs 14, I'm going to read this real quick, and then we're going to go to, to, to Psalm 37. Psalm 14, verse 12, listen to this. It's a great parable, or a great uh, proverb. Verse 12, there is a way that seems right or harmless to man, but its end is the way of death. And when I looked at this in Jewish commentaries, it says it is the appetite of the moment. With almost every appetite of the moment will bring shame. When I look back when it talked about that, it referenced it immediately to King David. The appetite of that moment ultimately brought shame to King David because he said, I want it now. I got to have it now. In, in Romans 6.23, it says, the wages of sin is death. Anytime I start moving on the things that are sinful in God's eyes, it's going to cause shame and it's going to cause pain. So what do we do to get away from the flow, the crowds of the world? Psalm 37, we'll end with this. Psalm 37. And the heaters are working. Nothing like preaching and losing weight. Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord. Trust in who? The Lord. And do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. On His faithfulness, guys. When I do the things of the kingdom of God, God is going to be faithful. And when God promotes you, it's in the right time. When God blesses you, it's in the right time. I don't believe God's ever going to give you more than you can handle. Because you know what happens with humans when it does? Man, we go crazy. Understand, when God starts blessing you, God knows, okay, he's prepared to handle it. Verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So when I begin to pursue God, guess what happens? His desires become my desires. It's like a check and balance with Father God. Father God's never going to get you out of bounds. It's not going to happen. Verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. So I've got to learn to look and to live beyond the moment. What does that mean? I can't allow the, the lust of, of life, the, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of, to dominate me. And I don't want you to think I've got all this conquered, guys. There's things in my own life that at times I look and say, huh, I'm, I'm not going to allow that. That's not going to happen. Even with these quick fixes, these temporary, the now. But we live in a now society. And guess what? The pull of this is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. But I don't have to live that way. 
But to break this, I believe we've got to start trusting God and living for God. Listen, guys, don't, don't, don't get into debt over your head. I've been there, and that is a tough place to be. And I'm not condemning anyone. I can sit here and tell you I've been in those places before. But I look, and I'm telling you, in my own life right now, I prefer not being in debt like that. Man, God can bless me, and even in my own life, I can be blessed to be a blessing. Don't live for the moment. Don't think that God doesn't see what's going on. Understand the scriptures are there to help us, to be a guide for us. Stand on your feet with me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.